You want to lower your health care costs? Here's a piece of advice. Don't tackle Derek Henry. It's a very special episode of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. My name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare, Qualify for Benefits, Protect Your Health, and Minimize Your Costs. The reason that today's pod is so special, last week my book was published, January 7th was the publication date. It sits in the largest library systems around the country, New York, LA, Chicago, as well as from coast to coast, whether that's Fort Myers in Florida, whether that's Portland, Oregon, Phoenix, Las Vegas, every place in between. You can get the book online. Of course, you can buy it on Amazon. You can also buy it at the bookstores, whether that be the national bookstores, Barnes and Nobles, Book and Books a Million. If you support your local bookstore, you can go to them, and if they don't have it in stock, they will be able to find it. They will be able to order it for you. So I was thinking about the, how or what I was going to actually say on this podcast, and you know, it's the first episode that's a first pod after the publication date all that kind of good stuff i could give you you like an infomercial but you for the persons who have been listening or subscribed to the podcast please continue to do so and please leave your reviews five star reviews preferably the fact of the matter is you know i'm not a big person on just only pitching what i need to do is and what i feel is most value added to the listeners is a real life example a real reason a something tangible that you can actually observe we've got them we've got them right here okay so why do you actually need to read maximize your medicare all right so the other day a simple example comes to me from you know online and my existence is not that pleasant right because i see a lot of pundits experts and opinions online about medicare the way it works and what people should do and i end up kind of kind of nodding kind of shaking my head do i respond in full force with every nth detail or do i kind of let it slide well i don't have time to actually address every single you know oversight but i thought the first example was very very applicable so on reddit reddit has a subreddit called medicare uh, not medicare for all that's a political subreddit but medicare itself medicare you can go on it and on there was a stream about someone who is on social security disability the original posting was that it was an adult aged child wanting to help their parent who was an ssdi not yet medicare eligible by age but medicare eligible by the fact that they qualify due to receiving 24 months of social security disability insurance benefits all of that was true however the questions and the advice that was given by the audience was both fragmented or wrong, blatantly wrong. Now, this is very, very worrisome. And it's beyond worrisome, it's dangerous, okay? And the simple reason is, a f and, let's, and let me actually, you know, kind of tease out why I called it 
fragmented and dangerous, okay? By fragments, a little sound bite, a little snippet. I know that it's very attractive. It's the way that our society digests information. People don't, you know, encyclopedias don't exist anymore, right? I guess Wikipedia exists. But encyclopedias, you know, whatever they were called, Encyclopedia Britannica from, you know, decades ago. That's not a popular thing anymore. Why? Because people want to hear the soundbite in a 140 characters, 280 characters, I guess. They want to read the byline and create their opinion as well as get their advice. The issue with the Reddit stream, back to Reddit, is the fact that what would end up happening is a person gives one piece of information. Yeah, but there are a lot more moving parts than the one piece of information, right? Meaning that SSDI, in a particular state, your rights and options will differ from state to state based on the Medicare rules in that state. Now, the difference is Medicare has federal rules and then has addition, may have additional state-specific rules. Right, and so depending on the person's situation, the reason for the SSDI, the amount, the cost of healthcare to a person on SSDI, they can vary wildly. Even if you lived in the same location, so as a result, the path, the rationale, the thought process about what would be the best solution or how to even pursue the best solution, the idea that it sits on Reddit in someone's one paragraph answer just is very, very troublesome to me. Maximize Your Medicare says, look, we've got a lot of moving parts. And this is why I don't, didn't really like the idea of calling it medic, you know, Medicare made simple. I understand that people want it to be simple. But the reality is that every person has their own personal set of health and financial circumstances. And you need to be able to tweak your rights and options so that they fit you. You go to a particular Dr. Magic in some remote location. Well, now the network matters. Or you live in a place where no networks will completely cover your exact people. Well, maybe you need to find a different path. My point is, is that if you don't have this as an integrated set of information, something's gonna get missed. Now, this is, of course, compounded because of the fact that some of the information on these snippets that I read on this Reddit stream, they were blatantly wrong. So now you can see it. You've got a bunch of fragments not really related to each other, not really really creating a strategy, and then also factually incorrect. So maybe you can call me Chicken Little. That I could accept in this instance. That said, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to take the risk of having these fragments. A fragmented solution is very likely to be incomplete and then you sit with the worry and doubt that you haven't thought through all the issues. Just a snippet from our online community. We're not going back, right? I mean, we are not going back from the idea that people are going to assimilate, people are going to get their information this way. But it's really a point about why Maximize Your Medicare, my book, exists, right? Because it tries to create a collage of information points. The book is only, what, 200 pages long or something like that, you know, index and, you know, glossary and all that kind of other stuff. 
but in there is so dense and that even a single aspect here can entirely change what fits best for you. That's why you need to see a full picture of all the pertinent points. The second anecdote I have comes from the professional press, the professional media. And where I'm going is there's the web page called, what is it called again? MedPage. That's it, correct? MedPage Today. High quality stuff in general. In general, I would not necessarily say that you know, this is irresponsible reporting or non-factually based reporting. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Again, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you can hear one of my fundamental pre premises. I don't presume the other. I don't. I just don't. They may have their own reasons. They, they could have their own motivations. It goes back to my old days when I was in college. I studied political science and there's something called Miles Law. Where you stand depends on where you sit. Indeed. Applicable to more than just political science, I might say. Anyway, under this MedPage Today article was the title to this article here was the following. And it said, and let me just click around here a bit so I can read it to you. Medicare Advantage enrollees discover dirty little secret. Medicare Advantage enrollees discover dirty little secret. So if you just read this headline, what can be your only conclusion? The only conclusion is something's hidden inside of Medicare Advantage and it's always that it's not positive, right? It's negative. Okay. Secret, the word secret kind of gives you the absolute impression that something is being hidden from you that is not known. I object to that on multiple fronts, right? Crazy people have written, written eight editions of a book, eight, and right from the get-go has been very clear, right? Medicare Advantage, yes, you can change every year during the annual election period. Medigap, you have guaranteed acceptance. There is open enrollment. There's guaranteed accept, guaranteed issue. There's also a third concept called guaranteed acceptance. But after those windows have expired, if or if you do not qualify under those windows, then simply switching into Medigap has restrictions at the volition, at the choice of the carrier, unless regulated by that state where special exceptions can exist. There's nothing secret about this. Just because you don't know doesn't mean it's a secret. The media here has framed this as their description, dirty little secrets. Okay? And which I completely disagree. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. It's in writing. Okay. Some person hasn't gone to figure it out. Some person hasn't gone to get the actual facts of how it actually works. 
well, you know, there needs to be some kind of shared responsibility. I've, I've fulfilled my responsibility, right? It's in the book. It's on the podcast. I've, there's a newsletter for persons who have bought the book. <clears throat> right, I present in public, I'll present in public at least 20 times this year. It will be part of that presentation, no question, okay? The idea that the media would call it a secret or a dirty secret, dirty little secret, is just not the right twist. And it's also, it also violates something else. And it violates this idea of Monday morning quarterbacking. You know what that is? I know we have a results-oriented society. But if you know the facts in advance and you choose intentionally, okay, and then you have an outcome that was unexpected and not in your favor, that's the one that gets the press attention. That's what's sitting here on this article. The fact of the matter is all the times that it worked out perfectly, all the times where there was no network problem, that your premium was $1,500 a year lower than Medigap, the times where your prescription drug costs were lower than under your Part D plan for the same person in the same location. You don't read articles about the success stories. It gets more complicated than that. It's not simpler. I'm just going to tell you because, and I can tell you this from my professional experience, my commercial experience. Okay, so I wear multiple hats. Hat as author of Maximize Your Medicare is one, right? Hat as certified financial planner, which also makes me a regulated person on insurance matters, is another. This article kind of says, you know, buyer's remorse, which is, oh, if I didn't, if I knew about these clauses, then I would have chosen Medigap from inception. That is extreme money, money, and quarterbacking. I'll point you to a simple example. What's it? Something like a third of retirees live on Social Security alone. So now you're 70 years old in middle America and your premium is for Medigap would be $150 a year. Let's just estimate it. And that's close, right? $1,800 a year, $150 a month times 12, $1,800 a year. $1,800 a year of a person with $2,000 a month of social security benefits, it's a lot. That person has no medications, two generic medication, one for high high blood pressure and, or cholesterol level, you know, very, very common. This $1,800 a year is groceries. It is your utility bill. It is your cable bill. That person rationally, as a financial matter, given his, that his or her health with only two of the most common medications, the rational decision from a financial and healthcare cost planning perspective can easily be Medicare Advantage. The number of times that the media points this out is almost zero. Zero. Nevertheless, what what you have is this glossing over, right? So there are 60, what, 60 million, 61 million people on Medicare now? Something in that order. A third, 
of the population is on Medicare Advantage. One third, all one third of you, 20 million people are all entirely wrong and have are the victim of this dirty little secret. That breaks my one of my working principles is don't think the other person is stupid. I just cannot believe this, which is that the 20 million people, all of them were entirely having buyer's remorse. Can't be. Can't be. Right? So just as a practical matter, this is why Maximize Medicare exists. Right? To say, look, let's just back off this idea of calling something a dirty little secret. Let's just rationally look through it. Are there limitations of Medicare Advantage? Absolutely. There's a network involved. It's an annual contract. Annual contract means there are going to be changes every year. That said, it's very competitive. The seller is working on very low single-digit profit margin. There are a bunch of moving features, and some of these features can be very valuable to the buyer. Extra dental and extra vision, for example. Nevertheless, the limitations exist. Those are inherent. Those, some of those limitations don't exist for Medigap. Medigap, the language doesn't change. Medigap, the prices increase with age. Medigap covers the out-of-pocket costs almost completely, depending on which Medigap plan. What ends up happening is that these types of article, even written by highly qualified persons, there's some message here which is not the complete story. It's not the complete story. There are households that we help, that we have assisted and advised in the past, where one spouse is under Medicare Advantage and the other spouse is under Medigap. That is entirely possible because it fit the situation most appropriately given the financial and health care needs and the possibility and the potential cost of those health care needs. That's what Maximize Your Medicare is about, is to draw you a roadmap, guidepost, to think through what these issues are and not be too persuaded by these external forces that may have some other motivation than what is best for the buyer. That means you. From that point, right, once we get to know you, I take orders. As a professional, I take orders. I tell my clients, look, I'm a mere waiter over here, right? I'm here to present the menu in as clear a fashion as possible. That's what Maximize Your Medicare is written for. That's what my personal, our private practice does, okay? But ultimately, the selection is yours. Now, these articles, this article in MedPage or MedPage Today, yes, you know, after the fact, puts on its Monday morning quarterbacking hat. You can, well, depending on when you listen to this podcast, turn on ESPN. You're going to have all sorts of look back. That didn't make the plan, didn't make the approach, the strategy, the decision making wrong from the beginning. Why isn't this available in the public or why isn't this available in the media very readily? Let's leave that to the next point. The third and final point here kind of relates to both of the other two. 
which is both the fragments as well as the media representation about the way that Medicare works. You may know, you know, there are a couple of other published books about Medicare in the market along with mine. I can't determine, or it is certainly the case that these authors have never met real everyday people from all different walks of life. I mentioned earlier in the previous segment that, you know, I'm going to speak about 20 times at the minimum here around the country over the next months, okay? And whether that be in the media, on a radio interview, or whether that be under a public presentation I call Medicare ABCs, as well as to, you know, special professional groups, financial people, as well as, you know, legal people. The fact of the matter is that, you know, for example, in that MedPage Today article, it had a perspective where, again, you're reaching for clicks and eyeballs. I get it. You know, those are the motivations to get readers. Nevertheless, you know, failure sells, horror sells, not the positive, right? In the Medicare Advantage case, for example, 20 million people plus are on Medicare Advantage. And I've already revealed to you that it's been our professional advice in certain instances that Medicare Advantage is the appropriate financial and health care planning path. We don't have a problem with that based on the individual circumstance. Yet the success story doesn't make the press. Other perspectives in there are just trying to, again, look for eyeballs. But again, don't or haven't met everyday people from different walks of life. We have clients that range from Medicare and Medicaid all the way up to, you know, certainly eight digits of financial net worth as households. And the answer's got to be different. The answer's got to be different. The, the representations that we see in the media as well as in print kind of are telling you that Medigap is always the superior Medicare configuration. We wouldn't assign such a blanket statement to every situation because during the time that you are retired, let's just say, for example, and again, living on a single social security payment as your retirement income, right? We can't go back in the crystal ball and put money into a 401k. We can't go and choose an employer that has a defined benefit pension, right? So, we are matching the individual circumstance, your healthcare situation, your likelihood of requiring healthcare costs in the future with your financial situation on what you're going to do with every dollar, right? The dollar that could have been spent on premium for Medigap could have been diverted towards some other use for that same dollar, which you find more meaningful. That's not my place to judge. That's not my role to judge how much you should value your money. Yet the books that I've read, the article that I just cited, and it is 
not atypical. It is a one that can be commonly found. You know, don't really have this even-handed approach. I know people want to have one solution, an easy one, one that never changes, one where the costs are all predictable. Well, the reality is, is we don't have a crystal ball. We understand that. That said, is the crystal ball the same for a person who is type 1 diabetic and 100 pounds overweight compared to Miss Bulletproof who has never had a cold in her life? Can't be. Can't be. So that's the third, which is that, you know, the other books in print and the other media, you know, it needs to have some evidence of the fact that, you know, you've met the people with these different circumstances to understand that based on the circumstances, the proper, the most fitting Medicare configuration can change from situation to situation. One of those authors, I'm not going to name them, okay? This person has even stated and reported, certain Medicare brokers have reported X, Y, and Z. Well, that's evidence alone that that means that that author hasn't met an everyday person, which means that it the information in there can't put a everyday per, put on an everyday person's shoes, right? How can that be? And then handing out something so that is so fundamentally important to a person's retirement planning. Okay, that's it for today. If you have your personal questions, you can send them to me. J-A-E at MaximizeYourMedicare.com. You can also go to the website, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. There's information on the book. There's links. There are links to other podcasts. There's links to the YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Maximize Your Medicare. There's more information not only about Medicare, but also Medicare as well as other financial planning topics. For persons who have purchased the book, you can take a picture or you could email a copy of your receipt to jae at maximizeyourmedicare.com. You can be added to the newsletter. It will be sent out to you for free for those who are clients of ours as well as those who have purchased Maximize Your Medicare. That's it for today. I'm Jay. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Speak with you next time.